God is great and greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. God is great and greatly to be praised. We come this afternoon to be with this family. I want to thank the Alexander Funeral Home for all they have done to help navigate the family through this particular moment as far as grief and bereavement is concerned. And I know that they're greatly appreciative of it. And even though we call this a homegoing celebration, this is a worship experience. This is a moment where we come and we give God thanks and praise for the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of Sister Sadie Mae Sturdivant. If you have been blessed by her life, her words, her kindness, her generosity, and her graciousness, can you just put your hands together and give God praise? Oh, I think we could do a whole lot better than that. I'm just going to make a few shifts as far as the program is concerned. Um, and I just want to mention that right now before Minister Erica Minor comes to give us our call to worship as well as uh, invocational moment and prayer for the family after the scripture and the opening hymn. Um, she will give the prayer of comfort when it comes to the tributes. Uh, Carolyn Ginyard and then Pastor Carl Sturdivant. And then we will have our pastor emeritus, my predecessor, will bring up the last words as far as that tribute. That's the shift that we will make. Uh, Minister Erica Minor will give leadership as far as this moment is concerned. And uh, we ask that you would just remain seated during the opening hymn. Gracious is our God. We come here today because we serve a gracious God. And it's because he is gracious that we can cry out with confident hope that God is listening to us today. We come here today to worship a God of love. We worship a God that will embrace us, a God that will wipe away our tears and assure us that we are not alone. But most importantly, we come here to worship a holy God, a God that never lets death have the final word. We come here to bear witness that we come here to bear witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ and in us. This is a homegoing celebration. And it is okay to grieve, but our God is still good and he's still with us. Let's give him praise today. Amen. Let us humbly bow for a word of prayer. God of love, we ask that you manifest your glory and healing in this sanctuary. Lord, we ask that you allow this worship experience to lift our spirits to new heights and transform our minds and open our eyes to the profound mysteries of your movement and presence. Your people need to feel, they need to feel your presence in this house, Lord. As we worship, we promise to give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Our opening hymn will be, It Is Well With My Soul.
Hallelujah. Bless the soloist. God used her in a mighty way. It is well. It is well. Mm. At this time in the program, uh, we will have Deacon Martin Knight come and do the Old Testament and the New Testament scripture. Deacon Martin Knight.
time to die. Uh, a time to plant and to, a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, <clears throat> a time to get, and a time to time to keep and a time to cast away. Where's the God for the people of God? Our next scripture reading will come from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, 15th chapter, 50th to the 58th verse, lines as follows. Behold, I show you a mystery. followed by another musical selection from Miss Jasmine, You Are My Strength. Let us go to the throne of grace. God, we thank you for the life of Miss Sadie. God, we thank you for blessing us with a beautiful gift, for blessing our lives 
to experience all that she was. Lord, we come here today asking for transformation. We ask that you turn our grief into hope and our sadness into joy. We come here to release our grief and, and allow ourselves to be transformed and to begin to find joy in the midst of the heartache that we feel, Lord. Lord, we ask that you bless the friends and family of Miss Sadie. Bless them that they remember that they can cling to you in this moment, that you are walking with them, and also that they should continue to cling to one another. Lord, in those moments when they want to isolate, when they feel depressed, when they feel that there is no reason to go on, remind them to love one another and to accept the love of the other person in return, Lord. Lord, comfort their hearts. Fill them with compassion and renew their joy and keep their spirits lifted. Lord, remind them that your love will help them get through the pain that they feel in this moment. Lord, anything that they are missing in Miss Sadie, the, the talks and the love and the hugs and all of the things that were good about her. Lord, remember that they already know what she would have said in their talks. The good things that they plan to uh, pursue, she has already cheered them on and encouraged them. Remind them to cling to all of the advice, the guidance, all of the wonderful things that she already shared, all the knowledge she passed on. But most importantly, Lord, remind them that Miss Sadie knew you. And because she knew you, they have known your love also. And they have no reason to miss her because she's still with you because she gave them your love. As long as they cling to you, they will always remember her spirit and the gift that she was. Lord, touch each and every heart, touch each and every mind, and help them to get through this day and every day thereafter and to be the family that Miss Sadie would want them to be. In your mighty name, we ask and pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
transition to tributes of Miss Sadie. 
first will be Sister Carolyn Ginyard. Um, and following her will be Pastor Carl Sturdivant. Uh, and Pastor Sturdivant, when you come, if you would please come up here to the pulpit to give your remarks. Uh, we ask that everyone keep their remarks at two minutes out of consideration for the family. And our last um, tribute will be by Pastor uh, Gregory Moss. Thank you. First, give an honor to Dr. Scott and the pulpit associates. I want to thank Picolia and her siblings for asking me to make remarks about Sadie. I think we burst, uh, first, both of us celebrated our birthdays lately. She's just a year older than I am. We enjoyed growing up together as a family, playing together, very close relationship, much love in the family. As I remember Sadie, she started her family early and truly enjoyed watching the kids grow up and also enjoying the grandkids. When Picolia became a deacon, was one of her proudest moments, Picolia. It was. After she became ill, she stayed with Geneva and Joe for a while. And when she was able to come to church, she sat to the left of me in those pews. And when the spirit started to move in here, I would look over my right shoulder and I could see Sadie waving her hand, never shouting, just waving her hand. If I can't say a word, I'll just wave my hand. Her illness landed her in a nursing home, and when I talked with her family, she didn't cry about her situation. I want to come home, none of that. With patients dying right and left during the virus, she even survived that. But the other day, God called her home. No more illness, being away from her family, and Lula just said to me the other day, Carolyn, Sadie is tired. She's been through a lot. She's tired. We can understand that. We can feel that. If we could recognize each other in the flesh in heaven, I can imagine when word got around that Sadie May had arrived. Oh, when that word got out, mom, dad, two brothers, two sisters, lots of uncles and aunts. What a reunion they had. What a reunion, seeing Sadie come home. As you grieve, family, keep your hand in God's hand. He can help you through the process. And I'm going to close with a, a quote from Dr. Drummond. He's not here, and he won't mind me saying that. And I'm going to say, good night, Sadie. Good night, Sadie. We'll see you in the morning. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on. My Aunt Sadie would, if my Aunt Sadie was present, she'd be having a good time up in here. Pray, as she just said, praising God. And I know we're, our hearts are heavy right now, but when we, when we just think about the life of my Aunt Sadie, then we ought to be in here making a little noise. Amen, somebody. Because she brought life to wherever she was at. I was thinking back and uh, about all those times when uh, they would come over to the house. Amen. They would, uh, on a Sunday afternoon, Uncle Leroy and, and, and the kids, Leroy, Diane, Picolia, and, and Robert, come on over. We'd be playing, especially on them Sundays during football season. 
we'd be in there watching football and making a whole lot of noise watching football. Amen. And, and, and Aunt Sadie, you would hear every now and again say, y'all need to be quiet in there. Y'all hurting my ears. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. <laughs> she knew the ears. She said, y'all hurting me ears. Then Aunt Marco Leroy over there said, well, about time was, everything was over with. Well, then come on, Sadie, well, let's go home. I, I need to go home so I can get some some tea. And so I, I can go ahead and get me some slip because he had to go to Jack Cookie the next morning. Amen. And so Mont Sadie was, was full of joy, full, full of, of, of life. Remember a lot of time when she lived over off Bradford, our church was right there. And she, as she'd be getting off the bus and would come through the parking lot, and, you know, we'd cut up a little bit if I was over there during that day when she came through. And just always Sadie, amen? She was always Sadie. And I was talking to Leroy the other day, and he was telling me, sharing a story with me. I know he don't mind me to share it with him and Robert. They probably was around 17, 19 maybe. Uh, had gone out and auntie had told them not to stay out late. So Leroy, you know, they had stayed out late. <laughs> Amen. So he, instead of pulling the car in the, in the yard, he going to turn the car off and let it just roll down the hill. So maybe that she wouldn't hear them when they pulled up in the driveway. Well, you know, then here go, here go Rob. Can, you, can I call him Coot? That's Coot to me. Amen. <laughs> Coop get out of the car. He instead of you know he's the oldest, so he should have been there going into the door first. You know behind with with little brother behind, but he gonna go you know thinking mama sleep. You know, but they go Robert get in and stick his head in the door. Mama hiding behind the door, pop upside the head with some nunchucks. <laughs> I bet you're still feeling that knot on your head. <laughs> you're still feeling that. But Monty was a she was a good soul. You know she was she was loving and. And, and you can you can see it in, in the kids. And, you know they all reflect her. You know I hadn't seen all her sisters, but her sisters. When I see her sister, I, I, I got confused. I'm like, wow, they're going Mont Sadie. I hadn't seen them. It's been a, a, quite a minute, but they all look like Mont Sadie. I know it. My lady stole my mind. You know we're gonna miss her here, but but we will see her in the morning. God bless you. Give an honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to our God who loved us so much that he sent our elder brother Jesus to look for us when we got lost and could not find our own way. To my pastor, not Scott, and to my new friend, Reverend Minor, and to all of you who are my father's children, uh, I'm happy to be a part of this celebration. I want to thank Bacola for reaching out and I want to thank uh, those of you who preceded me, Reverend uh, Cal and also Carolyn, for such wonderful remarks. And um, I just want to say, when I first came to St. Paul, um, I have a very small family, small family. And I met this huge family. Somebody get that when they get home. This huge family. Uh, with Sadie and Lula and Lizzie and Geneva and all the rest, Willie Mae and all that crowd. And they made me immediately a part of their family. And, and I want to say to you, I want to thank you for helping me to understand what it means to be a part of a big family. Sadie 
and all of his sisters, and I didn't know the brothers as well, but they always show love. Always show love. And I want to thank you for that love. I understand you've also, this family also extended that love to Dr. Scott. They had that love for Dr. Drummond. They got it, that they could love all of us. And certainly the love is reciprocal. And so I just came by to say thank you for being family. And Sadie, as the rest of the sisters, had a tremendous ability to spread that love. And I'm just glad I didn't get hit upside the head by the nunchucks. I, I never made a mad, amen. But I want to thank you for the love. And, and I want to leave this story with the family. Dr. Sam Proctor told the story one time about a French play called Night to Samarkand. And it's the story of a servant who served this master on an estate and had to make his way into the small village to get some provisions for the estate. And when he got there, there was a woman who had blonde hair and she was in a trench coat. And the servant recognized her as death. And it disturbed him. He forgot his chores. He forgot all the provisions and made haste and got out of the village and went back to the estate. He got to the master. He said, master, I need the fastest, freshest horse that we have. He said, well, why would you have a need for that? He said, because I got to flee. I got to get out of here. He said, well, where are you going? He said, I'm going to Samarkand. So later on that afternoon, the master went into the same village and happened to see the same lady, blonde hair, trench coat, who represented death in the play. And he said to her, why did you startle my servant like that earlier today? She said, startled him. I was startled that I saw him in the village this morning because I have an appointment with him tonight in Samarkand. Which simply means that no matter where you go, no matter how far you run, no matter where you're placed, when it's time to go, it's time to go. And just the other day, it was time for Sadie to go. She blessed, she lived her life, but she was in Samarkand, and it was time to go home. God bless her all. Amen. Thank you for your beautiful tributes for Miss Sadie. I know the family appreciates the love that you've shown and the laughter that you created in this moment to celebrate her life. At this time, we will have a poem by uh, Mercedes' granddaughter, Carday Knight. Good afternoon. Um, I originally wrote this poem after going to visit my grandmother for the first time 
um, she just got into a nursing facility and I had been away at school for a few months and she didn't remember me and it it didn't shock me because I knew she had dementia it just kind of brought it, this out of me um, and so I wanted to share it with you guys because I don't share this particular poem with anyone because it's very personal um, but it's called who are you who are you she asks it's amazing how your memories can be packed away into the corners of your mind with angels and demons from your past replaying pivotal moments on the battleground of your soul until one painful moment sends every memory flooding through your eyes like a tsunami of reminders that you are still alive. Who are you, she asked. I never knew sorrow until I witnessed life being drained from my matriarch in the form of her memories. Walking down the hallway, anxiously awaiting her warm embrace, but instead I was met with the demon controlling her mind, battling me for her smile and her sanity. I never knew sorrow until three little words pierced my soul, bringing me to my knees. Who are you, she asked. In a split second, every memory of my grandmother was flashing through my mind as my heart broke. As her only granddaughter, I was coddled and nurtured into a woman of substance, for I witnessed how unhealed scars can haunt the mind until its very essence is hiding scared in the corners of its past. But all I could do was look at her with understanding eyes, because if I had experienced the pain and suffering she had, I would burn my mind's library too. But I will never forget the lessons the pages of her mind taught me. Who are you, she asked, for I am my grandmother's keeper, for I am my grandmother's keeper. Thank you. In case you didn't hear her, Ms. Cardi said that they will read cards and acknowledgements later this evening with the family. Uh, musical selection by Ms. Jasmine, Jesus Promised Me a Home, and will be followed by our eulogy by Pastor Robert Charles Scott.
the spirit of Christ that permeates and pervades this wonderful sacred space to one who is the resurrection and the life and it is in him we live move and have our being and it is in him we die and gain our reward to minister Erica Minor for giving wonderful leadership as far as leading this worship experience uh, to this family we are praying for you here at the St. Paul Church to all the program participants who have shared 
so wonderfully as far as this moment is concerned in lifting up the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of Sister Sadie Mae Sturdivant. I want to thank our Minister of Music, our Brother Scott Gibson, for giving us his gift of time. Also to uh, Sister Deborah Dalton, who is basically uh, not quite like God, but she's doing four things at one time. Uh, Sister Jasmine, thank you for your gift of song. We so greatly appreciate you. You can give God praise for that. <laughs> to those that have uh, given wonderful tributes and to the only granddaughter, your poem was so touching. So touching. So touching. So touching. To Sister Carolyn Ginyard, uh, those wonderful memories that you reflected upon were so apropos. And to Reverend Carl Sturdivant, uh, thank you. And like our predecessor, our pastor emeritus, Dr. Greg Moss, uh, I'm glad I didn't get nunchucks either. Amen. 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 This family has been hit hard. think within the last two years this family has been hit hard somebody says several months a whole bunch of months huh <laughs> six months but even before then this is this has been hard and um, as, as we come and we gathering this space, I, I just want to say that, um, like Dr. Moss, I'm appreciative of all that you all have demonstrated what family looks like. Thank you, Dr. Moss, for reminding us we can't get away from this thing. But when you know who the Lord is and the pardon of your sin, this thing can't get away from you either. So thank you to our Pastor Emeritus for his wonderful, illustrative, and insightful saying as far as this moment is concerned. Um, again, this is tough. And I didn't realize how much particularly the girls looked like their mother. <laughs> um, and so I remember Dr. Moss when I buried my father last year when I looked into his casket and I saw myself. It shook me to my core. And so hopefully and prayerfully, um, I want to encourage all of those family and friends that in the days, weeks, and months ahead, the calls, the cards, the text messages, the check-ins are going to greatly diminish. And this family is going to need your encouragement and support. So I want to suggest that whenever they cross your mind, make a phone call. Send a text message. Or put a card in the mail to let them know that they're being thought about. That is how 
we convey the comfort and consolation of our Christ to this family in their time of loss and grief. I want to um, I ask your prayers because usually um, Dr. Moss is better at this than I am. Dr. Moss can wake up out of his sleep and preach a sermon. For me, it takes weeks to prepare one. And um, I, I don't know because really I just started working on this last night. Um, and so I solicit your prayers. I, I want to um, just lift up this familiar psalm. <clears throat> psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, that's why I want to focus in on. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If I could tag this 23rd Psalm with a title for today. I, I just want to call it a song for Sadie. A song for Sadie. Most of us, if we're honest, do not always listen to gospel. Many of us are familiar with R&B, and I would submit that some of the best songs that the black community has created was written in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. There's a song from the Spinners called Sadie. The, the lyrics are rich, emotional. And, and if you listen to the words closely, they'll cause some tears to flow, especially when you think about your mama, be she dead or alive. But it really will grip you when your mother is no longer around. That, that song opened up with these words, in a world like today, it's a rare occasion to be able to see young mothers like the ones that were around when I grew up. But they live on in memory to quite a few of us. And this song is dedicated to those who cherish her memory. And then the bass guitar will come and you'll hear the music go up. Early one Sunday morning, breakfast was on the table. There was no time to eat. She said to me, boy, hurry to Sunday school. Filled with a load of glory, she learned, we learned a holy story. She always had her dreams despite the things this troubled world can bring. Oh, Sadie. 
Don't you know we love you, sweet Sadie? Pla place no one above you, sweet Sadie. Well, 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 live in the past. Sometimes it seems so funny, but no money will turn your life around. Sister Sadie, Sadie Mae Sturdivant was blessed with what we consider to be a long life. 85 years of living on this terrestrial ball. Sister Sadie was blessed with a loving family through her children, her siblings, and the rest of family and friends who have gathered from near and far today to celebrate her life, her light, her love, and her legacy. However, I, I do know it was those grandchildren and great-grandchildren that brought her a sense of joy, laughter, and pride. Uh, I, I, I know that you can hear this song and your mind will go straight to your beloved and blessed Sadie. There, there's a line in that song by the Spinners that says, and if there's a heaven up above, I know she's teaching angels how to love. Oh, Sadie, it's a mean world without you. Ain't it funny that in the end it's not money, it's just the love you gave us all. That's what we come to celebrate today the love that she gave to this family. And, and I have to admit that as I was writing this sermon, this song was on repeat. As I prepared this message, the song kept playing over and over because I can imagine how her children and her grandchildren feel about her as they gather in this moment to reflect upon her life. The, the, the song about Sadie is really about the love of a mother for her children, that is the closest human understanding that the love God has for us. The, the, the wonderful blessing that each and every one of us have in this moment is that we know that Sister Sadie had a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. She, she confessed her faith at an early age and her active perseverance here at the St. Paul Church until health would not permit her to come. And I can imagine that there were even times when she wanted to come and struggled to come, but health just would not permit it. But aren't you glad that God knows all about our troubles and understand our hearts? I want to say to Pecola, Leroy Jr., Diane, and Robert, you had an example of love, grace, and provision in her personality and personhood. To, to her sisters, Lizzie, Lula, Willie Mae, Polly, and Letha, another sibling, unfortunately, has been called from your ranks. It's down to five now. But we know that God is a keeper. Her, her presence will be missed uh, at the family gatherings, and it will be missed here at St. Paul. And, and, and I have to admit that it seemed like the Lord takes the good ones. God knows if he's looking for a list, I got one for him. Uh, uh, but it seemed like the Lord take those who are faithful to his work and faithful to his department and faithful to his assignment. The Spinners had a song for Sadie. Can I submit today that there's a shepherd king by the name of David that had a song for Sadie as well. Couched in the middle of what we call the messianic psalms, Psalm 22, Psalm 23, and Psalm 24, we find this song for Sadie. 
uh, Psalm 22, when you read it, is a song of forgiveness. So Psalm 23 is a psalm of provision, and Psalm 24 is a psalm of royalty and sovereignty and majesty. Uh, when we look at Psalm 23, we see that the Lord will provide. Why? Because we're told in its preamble, the Lord is my shepherd. And I, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And, and so we see, we see the cares and the provisions of a loving shepherd. And, and we know that the Lord will make a way somehow. Uh, we, we get this assurance that, that God ain't going to let his sheep go hungry. That God ain't going to let his sheep suffer. But y'all, there's a shift in verses 4 through 6. And, and I want to, if I could, couch this sermon, this eulogist for a moment in that shift in verses 4 through 6. Because the notes change. The melody shifts. The lyrics make a move that if you're not couched in the word of God, you may not get. But this song for Sadie that King David wrote is one that is laced with tragedy and disappointment and headache and heartache. And yet he knows that the Lord will not let him stay where? In the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, David, David, David had come to know that, that Jehovah... Uh, as his shepherd lived with the confidence and assurance of Jehovah being his God. This, the same God that David wrote about in Psalm 23 is the same God that Sister Stady worshiped and knew and submitted her life to. There's a bird called the nightingale bird. The nightingale bird doesn't sing in the daytime. The nightingale bird sings at the darkest moment of the night. I want to submit to you family that it's a dark moment right now but in Psalm 23 verse 4 that's that's a lyrical note to let you know that you can sing in the darkest moment of your life. That, that, that God has the capacity and ability to put a praise in your psyche that will allow for you to make it. Yay! Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil cause thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff that comforts me. Can, can we be honest just a moment to this family, to, to these children and grandchildren and siblings? I know this is a dark moment. I, I know that this is a valley experience and valley experiences are those moments where there seem to be no way out, where the tears constantly flow, where the piercing yellow rays of the sun cannot reach and where hope has gone on hiatus. The valley of the shadow of death is not limited exclusively to death, although it includes death. And, and it's these experiences that will eventually come to each and every one of us because I have discovered that being a follower of Jesus, being a disciple of the master does not exempt us from the trials of this world. I know somebody here knows that Christians go bankrupt. Somebody here knows that Christians get cancer. That disciples of Jesus get sick. That every now and then we have to cry sometimes. And all of us sooner or later, as long as the Lord tarries, going to have to go the same route. That Sister Sadie has gone and we celebrate today. It, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's, it's unfortunate, Minister Erica, that, that we find ourselves at this moment because of death and sin. 
But death comes to all of us and to the ones that we love and we cherish. And, and while we have God as our shepherd, doesn't grant us immunity from the sorrows of this world, from the sufferings of our reality, from the trials of our time. But like David, the family of Sadie, I can let you know you got some blessings in this psalm. This, this song can bring you a sense of uplift when you're down and out. In fact, I want to encourage you with the spiritual notes and moves of the song that brought Sadie comfort. And it can bring you comfort right now. So if you would, can I just give you the notes just for a moment? Uh, those notes, first of all, is found in verse 4. Because in verse 4, there's a musical note of the assurance of God's presence. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. Y'all know the song, fear. Fear has the capacity to be our greatest enemy. And, and the fear of death is the greatest of all fears that we will face. Uh, the moment you start to love this thing called life, the moment fear of death is born. And, and, and I get it. After all, death is one of those unsolvable mysteries of our existential reality. And, and it seems so final, and it seems so ultimate, and it seems so terminal. But when you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, when you know God on a first-name basis, you ain't got to be scared of death anymore. We, 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 we are sure that, 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 that we got somebody who walks with us and, and talks with us even as we go through the valley of the shadow of death. And it's that God's presence that brings us the comfort and consolation in moments like this. I can imagine family that when sister Sadie was in a solitude and nobody else was around, she was rehearsing this song in her psyche and God flows with us in such a way until don't you know that even at this darkest moment, God has not left you. He's with you in your pain. He's with you in your sorrow. He's with you in your suffering. He promised never to leave you nor forsake you. What I love about the God we serve, about the Christ we worship, is he enters those deep, dark moments uh, to, with us to let us know that we are never alone. No, y'all don't believe me. I, I'm here to let you know we are never alone. Songwriter said, I've seen the lightning flash. And I've heard the thunder roll. I felt some breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I heard the voice of the Savior bidding me still fight on. He promised never, never, never to leave me alone. I want you to know that as you walk through this valley right now, you ain't by yourself. As you go through this valley right now, you're not alone. That when there is nobody else with you, I'm here to remind you that you got Jehovah Rapha on your side. That when nobody else is with you, you got Jehovah Shalom on your side. That when nobody else is with you, you got Elohim on your side. When nobody else is with you, you got El Shaddai on your side. When nobody else is with you, you got Yahweh on your side. When nobody else is with you, you got bread of heaven, water in dry places, shelter in a time of storm. When nobody else is with you, you have the resurrection and the life on your side. And he promises never to leave us. Why? Because it's right his staff brings us comfort.
There, 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 there's, another, there's another musical note I want to lift up for you right now. And, and that musical note is found in verse 5. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. Thy rod, thy staff, that comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with all my cup. Runneth over. Uh, uh, can I tell y'all, there, there's a, a, a different note in verse 5. And that note is the affirmation of God's peace. Oh, family and friends, did, did y'all catch that shift? Family and friends, did you catch that key change? That, did you see how David took it up an octave? That there's, there's a change from a pasture to a palace. Oh God, I feel like hollering right now. Uh, 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 God in the text is no longer seen as a shepherd, but he's seen as a gracious host. He's seen as a generous host. He prepares a sit-down meal before us in the presence of our enemies. Now, I, I, I know, Dr. Moss, you've preached this text plenty of times, and many of us, we love to deal, when we talk about the enemy, we love to talk about our human enemies. We love to talk about enemies we can see and put our hands on, you know, somebody we want to cut or shoot or take out, you know, folks that get on our reserve nerve, folks that we don't like out, personal enemies. But, but I want to lift this up. I, I want to lift this up metaphysically and spiritually to, to, to another aspect of who our real enemies are. Can, can I tell y'all who our real enemies are? Our real enemy is sin. Because it separates us from God and from each other. Our real enemy is the grave. Because it becomes the holding place for our earthly remains. Our real enemy is death. Because it causes us to be at moments like this. As a matter of fact, death is our greatest enemy. Uh, but when you know who the Lord is in the pardon of your sin... When you know who the Lord is as being your shepherd, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm a living witness that even in the midst of death, God will give you a sense of peace. And this is the peace that Sister Sadie has right now. And it's only, get this beloved, when you're in the presence of God being your shepherd, that God will give you the peace that goes beyond all understanding. That's what Jesus promised to us. He said, I give you a peace that the world can't give. And when you're going through hell, when you're going through trouble, when you're going through suffering, you'll be able to smile and ain't nothing funny. You'll be able to clap and ain't nobody around. Why? Because he will give you a peace that goes beyond all understanding. But, but can I submit to you, family? Can I submit to your friend that now there's another key change? There's, there's another shift there. There's an octave even higher that's found in verse 6. That this final note I want to submit to you today is in this song, it is the ascension to God's place. Ascension. Uh, uh, ascension to God's place. A uh, 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 going up <laughs> to, to God's place. Uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou rod, thou staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with all my cup, runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. And I shall dwell. Uh, 
in the house of the Lord, not for a minute, not for a second, not for an hour, not for a day, not for a week, not for a month, not for a year, not for a century, not for a millennial, but forever. Woo, just shout. Listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm trying to keep this thing tame. But, 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 it's, 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 it's in this house. Forever. Oh God, when, when you and I come to the end of this journey, uh, and you know who God is in the pardon of your sin, he has promised us a dwelling place in the house of the Lord. Forever. This house, it ain't a tabernacle. This house, it ain't a temple. This house, it ain't the synagogue. This house, it ain't a church building. This house is not your house at whatever address you have come. I want you to know that this house, this place is somewhere beyond what you and I can see right now. This house, this place is beyond time and the space continuum. Uh, this place is what Jesus referred to as being my father's house. That's why he said in John, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my father's house, there are many mansions. And uh, I'm trying to, I know we had a funeral, I'm trying to, Deacon Audrey's, I'm trying to keep tame, uh, but my Mississippi trying to slip out. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, in my father's house, uh, there are, yeah, many mansions. And uh, if it were not so, I, I, I would have told you. Uh, Y'all got to excuse me, but uh, I'm closing now. Uh, uh, this place is known uh, as the place that Jesus has prepared for those uh, who have made preparations. And uh, yeah, this place uh, cannot be reached by train, uh, plane, or automobile. Uh, uh, this place, uh, you can't put your hands on it because your hands can't prepare for this place. Uh, but I want you to know that it's a real place. And, and, and I believe, uh, yeah, that Sister Sadie is in uh, that place. Uh, Y'all got to excuse me, can I preach it the way that I feel it? Because uh, this place, uh, we call it here in St. Paul, my father's house. Uh, and uh, in this place, uh, the wicked uh, will cease from troubling. Yeah, and in this place, the weary uh, shall be at rest. Yeah, in this place, uh, disease cannot function. In this place, uh, suffering shall cease. Uh, in this place, death uh, cannot hang out. Uh, in this place, trouble uh, cannot reside. Uh, in this place, sickness uh, cannot come. Uh, and I don't know about anybody else, uh, but aren't you glad uh, that in this place, uh, there's no more sorrow, no more tears, uh, no more headaches, uh, no more 
heartaches, no more trials, no more troubles, no more goodbyes, no more death, no more cancer, no more dementia, no more Alzheimer's. In this place, when you know who God is, you'll be able to worship him forever and ever. Good afternoon, y'all. May the Lord bless you real good. But in the song called Sadie, the spinner said, if there's a heaven up above, I know she's teaching angels how to love. But can I, as the pastor for the moment, correct their thoughts? I want to correct that line if I could. Dr. Moss, I know you love the spinners, but if I could, can I correct that line? Because I want the spinners to know there is a heaven up above. There is a place for those who love Jesus Christ. There is a place for those where every day shall be sunny. Every month, the month of May, the flowers bloom perpetually and the water sparkle with, with lucidity. Is there anybody that ain't ashamed to admit there is a heaven up above? But I don't think that Sadie's teaching angels how to love. I believe she's bowing down at the feet of God saying thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for healing me. So Sadie, don't you know, we love you sweet Sadie, but God, but God loved you more. At this time, we'll have our final musical selection by Miss Jasmine going over yonder. If you want to know where I'm going, where I'm going soon, 
anybody ask you where I'm going, where I'm going soon. I'm going up beyond, I'm going up beyond, I'm going up beyond to be At this time, we're going to ask that everyone, with the exception of the family, will stand. We're going to do the committal here, and then we will process out. As a matter of fact, I would like for all of those who can serve as flower bearers, would you come to the front to my left, your right, uh, persons that wouldn't mind serving as flower bearers, if you would come to this spot right now. Those that will serve as pallbearers, if you could come to my right. Those that are serving as pallbearers, would you come to my right? I need some more pallbearers, brother. Audrey ain't going to be able to do it by himself. I know he's strong, but he ain't that strong today. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. God, we come and we thank you for Sadie Mae Sturdivant, her life, her love, her legacy, her light to this family, to her children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, her siblings, other family members and friends who gather in this space to reflect and remember her life. Give them the comfort that only your spirit can bring. And Lord, we pray right now that through days of joy or years of pain that you will remind them that you are ever constant by the power of your Holy Spirit. Bless them as only you can, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray right now. Amen. As it has pleased the Almighty and wise God and his divine providence to take out this world the soul of our deceased sister, Sadie Mae Sturdivant. We therefore commit a bite to the ground, earth to earth, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Looking for the day of the general resurrection when the earth and the sea shall give up its dead. And that which is corrupt shall put on incorruption. And that which is immortal shall put on immortality. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, right, blessed are they who die in the Lord. For they shall rest from their labors. Amen. At this time, we will process out. And um, if you will follow the directions of our funeral directors as well as our ushers. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going, and who will show us the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. The Lord is my light and my salvation. 
whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes come upon me, they stumble and they fail. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though a war should rise against me in this Will I be confident? One thing that I desire of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set my foot upon a rock. For I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skin worm shall destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold not another, though the rains be consumed within me.